Happy Hour, a work, culture and lifestyle show. We're your hosts. I'm Penny Blackmore. And I'm Brittany Bowering. Darn tootin'. And if you like our show, please rate, review and subscribe on the Apple thingy and do all those other bits and bobs. The bits and bobs. Please. Please. <laughs> How are you, Brit? Oh, you know, it's funny. I was just going to ask you the same thing. Cheers. Unbelievable. We're Cheers. feeling very, like we're literally sitting across from each other, just beaming because it's like sunny and it's Friday. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it's going to be a gorgeous weekend. And all next week, it's going to be unbelievable. It's like summer has officially arrived. Actually on the old, on the radio on my way here, I was driving one of those, you know, shared car things on the way here. And that's the only time I listen to the radio, but I just love it so much. It has this like real feeling of summer, you yeah, know, summer yeah. radio where they're like, summer's arrived. And, and she actually said in German, like summer's arrived in the, you know, in the big capital of Berlin or whatever she said. Oh and I was God, just like, cute. that is so adorable. I and I felt it. great. Like last night I was sitting on my bed right there mm-hmm. and I had the door wide open and I could hear like the sounds of other people's televisions and the sounds yeah. of birds and stuff. And I was like, summer. oh my God, summer's so delightfully noisy. I love it. The sounds of summer. Totally. Also, I'll be bringing back my uh, formal books. Great. You know I, that you're living in Germany when you have a casual pair of Birks, Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks, yeah. And a formal pair of Birkenstocks. I'll be wearing the formal ones tonight. Wow. <laughs> For our very formal adventure. Yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> um, it is sort of, I am having this feeling where there's a like, I can feel my life getting busier and busier by the day, you know, I'm like, and put this in the, in the docket and put that in the calendar and blah, blah, blah. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm kind of having little flashbacks to before pandemic times where it was, remember, we would always talk about this. You have to say no to things. How it's like, I don't even know what that's like anymore to be like, no, I can't do that because I'm too busy, you know? Or even we can't use the the coronavirus is an excuse anymore either. Well, that's right. Yeah. And that was really nice. So you got to be, yeah, that's right. So you got to be up Sorry, numbers are limited. Yeah, exactly. To me, myself, and I. Sorry, for my birthday party, I can only have limited people there, you know? <laughs> I mean, we shouldn't have even had any kind of party. Well, anyways, let's not get into it. But the <laughs> other thing that's starting to happen is those things that never, that, that just didn't really happen in the pandemic are starting to happen again. Like the other day I was out walking down the street, super sunny, beautiful day. And I ran into a couple of people who I I know I should know their names. But you have forgotten. But I don't, I, but this happens, <laughs> like this happens to everybody all the time, right? But I forgot about those awkward social encounters where you're like, what do I do again if I can't remember somebody's name? You know, and I'm just like, hey, oh, oh you know, and I do God. that like, how are you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh totally. God, it's the fucking worst. So I don't miss those things, but you know, I'll take it. I feel like I get too triumphant when I remember someone's name that I thought I was going to forget. Like yes. yesterday I bumped into some friends with another friend and I was like, this is Jess. And then I was like, Zoe <gasps> and Tim, because <laughs> I was sure I was going to forget Zoe's name. Yeah. But then it just came to me in a moment of genius. I love that so much. Also, I met with someone yesterday who I haven't seen in a couple of years who like basically we had a big like raucous night together mm-hmm. and we had like we told each other our life stories and then we texted a little bit and then the pandemic hit or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then we bumped into each other here and there. And so we actually caught up yesterday and I was like, oh, my God, I forgot how nice it is to talk to someone outside of my bubble. 
<laughs> totally. Like yeah. actually give real updates. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I hear you've got a new boyfriend. And I'm like, oh. you're like new. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've been together for over a year. But it's nice. It was really nice. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's really sweet. That it is a really strange feeling, but I'm up for it. How are you doing, Penny? I'm so good. Yeah. Um, I saw this article about how anticipating a good time is half the fun. Yeah. Um, so I'll link that in the show notes. It's very funny because Brittany and I are like, you wouldn't think that, you would think fun is just a spontaneous thing that happens. No. No. You have to plan it. Big you have time to planners. It, it has yeah. to have rules. <laughs> you have to control the fun. <laughs> control, what is it like? When you control the fun, it's like, what is it? It's, Monica used to say this on Friends. She's oh, like, that's right. rules make it more fun yes. or something like that, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, unless they're boring rules. Well, yeah. Like Corona style rules. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, like I'm just anticipating the rest of my life for the yeah. first time in like 18 months. Months. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? I, I want to go to Turkey this year. Where right. am I going to go to Turkey? I'm all of a sudden like running out of space in my calendar. I'm like, how is this happening? I know. It's mm. actually kind of crazy. That's how I feel too with all like, because now that we can travel, it's like you have all of these things you want to do and you're like, what do I even, where do I even start? Very overwhelming. Yeah. It's very much exciting. game on. Yes. I wonder how like all these little tourist towns are going to cope. They're going to be like, oh, we just had like a peaceful, really, really financially stressful 18 months. Mm-hmm. And now it's, we're back, baby. Now it's insanity. Yeah. 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 We'll see. Should we toddle on? Let's toddle. Work. Brittany and I always say, let's just like get through the podcast real fast. And whenever we're recording in person, we've always got that in-person chemistry. So we're just like, oh, I've just got so many things to say. Let's talk Um, about this. Let's talk about that. But let's talk about work. Let's talk about work. You've got a little hot tip here that I really am excited for you to share. (sighs) Okay. So I can't take the credit for this. Um, I... Was basically I was on a call this week with um, a woman who's in my content lab, and she's awesome. You know those people where you're like, you're really smart, uh-huh. you know, and uh, you're just kind of happy that you can somehow help them <laughs> with anything. I'm like, that makes me feel really good. Anyway, this is who she is, right? She's definitely like an overachiever, very cool. She just changed jobs. She actually joined my content lab as someone who's just wants to like work on her own personal brand. Why She's not? fully employed. Yeah. Very cool, right? Yeah. A kind of an unexpected, uh, you know, target Customer audience. Segment. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. I wasn't, but you learn a lot. Anyway, sorry, I digress. <laughs> the point is we got, we're on a call the other day and she said to me, yeah, the thing is, you know, I'm starting this new position and I am, you know, I'm just treating it like, you know, she's like, I plan to be there about a year. So I'm kind of treating it as, you know, um, this is my client for the year. Great. And I said, well, that's interesting. You know, like explain what you mean by that. And she said, well, the thing is in my last position, I got really sort of involved in a lot of, you know, office politics in a lot of, I got annoyed and angry about things that were going on that were beyond my control in Mm. this company that I was working at. And she's like, and I just made this, this shift in my brain near the end of, of that sort of, uh, near the end of that job, but before she quit, she made a, a kind of a shift in her brain where she was just like, uh, She's like, I'm going to treat 
my company as my client. So instead of focusing on the negative, focusing on the things that are annoying me, I'm just going to focus on where I can make the biggest impact, where I can actually make change like a consultant would, right? And she said it was like such a massive shift for her and it alleviated so much anxiety and overwhelm and it made her happier at work and even her colleagues noticed and they were just all like, something changed. You're like really focused now and less blah, blah, blah. That's what I wanted to ask because I was like, that is totally something that I can see working on a on the level of you, like and her and yeah. me and the the person who's being the consultant. But I wonder how the people who work at the company take mm. it being consulted to or well not right. necessarily consulting, but like made being made to feel like a client because like that I, I want, yeah, I just wonder about that. This is a really great question, but I think that the thing is, it's not like you start being cold because that wouldn't be like you and Ooh. I would never be like these cold consultants who are like, bah, 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 you know, but um, she's still a very warm person. So I don't think she could ever be sort of very standoffish, but I think that it was just about the focus is less on, you know, the company as a whole and how can we improve everything? And it was more like, uh, my job is this, mm. so I'm going to be, you know, they're my client. I'm going to help them with that. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, maybe it's not like a full shift that everyone should make, but it's something to consider because I agree. Yeah. I think I could have used that advice when I was working at companies. Honestly, yes. And I think that um, the way that I would think of doing this is like the way that, I mean, like the way that we do our jobs as freelance people or self-employed people mm-hmm. is like when you get on a call with your client you're not waiting for them to tell you what to do. You're sitting there going, right, so here's what I thought we would do over the next month. We're going to start by trying this. And if there's a good, like if that really resonates, then we'll start pushing that agenda a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I'll run a couple of tests, blah, blah, blah. So you actually approach your work in a really different way. Totally. Um, which is so much more enjoyable, honestly, because I used to find it really frustrating kind of maybe this was on me, but like whenever I've worked for other people, it's been like, you wait for them to tell you what they want you to do. Yeah. Um, Big time. Yeah, Yeah, of course. You're like, well, my manager, I've got this meeting with And it's like a consultant, we don't do that, Mm. right? As a freelancer, you go in and you take the initiative. And I think that's really, really a a cool way to approach your job. Yeah. Anyway, wanted to share that. Thought it was interesting, you know? I really like that. And especially for chicks, honestly. Totally. (laughs) And also for people who are somewhat interested in potentially one day, you know, maybe far down the line even, doing some consulting. Yeah. It's a great like to get into that mode and to figure out if you even like that approach, mm, you know, yeah. to work. Or maybe you're just one of those people who wants to sit back, chill out, and do what your manager tells you. Yeah. Also totally fine. Oh, I love that. Right? Touche. Touche, my friend. We're gonna be cheersing a lot today. Yeah. Although I think our cheerses are a little too far away from the mic. So you're right. And I also just had this momentary flash where I was like, Aperol spritz all over my laptop. Right? So let's not cheers anymore. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And for you, Penny, what's going on you work-wise? Well, um, uh, things are good. Uh But um, I thought I'd talk about being at a crossroads in your career. Ooh. Is there a Britney Spears song that we can sing here? Um, Yeah, was it? Not yet. I'm not a girl. I'm not a girl. Not yet a woman. woman. (laughs) I'm not a girl. That's how it goes. God, that's a good song. Not yet a woman. Sorry, that was... Are we going to get 
a record, a record deal? deal out of this? Mm. I think it, we might. We could put that together with our compilation of like work, 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 work. Yes. By Rihanna. Yes. The, comp- the Penny and Britney happy hour jam sesh. The good news is uh, our <laughs> podcast producer also produces music time to time. Oh God, so I'm kids. just saying. Now's you know? your time to shine. If you can't believe you've never work. spotted our spa, star potential. Our talent. Oh, Jesus. Amazing. Okay. okay. Um, crossroads in your career though. <laughs> Not, nothing to do with Britney <laughs> Not Spears. Not in life becoming a woman. All yeah. right. So uh, I have a friend and we were talking about the fact so that- So do I. Just kidding. <laughs> I just have one friend. It's Britney. Um <laughs> No, I haven't. I, well, another friend, mm-hmm. and he was talking about the idea that he's a bit sort of stuck in his career because he has a couple of options, and he has he can, he knows what he wants to do in the long run, but he's not quite there yet. Um, and I was like, in my and I was a little bit drunk at the time, so in my classically semi-drunk confident state, I was like, right, you've got three options. <laughs> And then I gave the advice and afterwards he texted me and he was like, that was really good advice. And I'm like, thank you. You've so, got, I love that. You've got, the, all right, listen up. <laughs> there are I three think you things. actually got way more options than three, but here's basically what I what told you him, said, yeah. I think. Okay. Okay. So if you're currently in a job you don't like, then you need to start doing a deep dive investigation of this job. Act mm-hmm. like you're kind of a detective. Um, so what do you like? What don't you like? What do you like like culturally? So in terms of teamwork, in terms of management, in terms of where you want to be in the hierarchy, whether you want to be a special or a, a specialist or a generalist, and then also professionally. So like skills and all that actual work stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're not employed, start looking at the jobs that you are qualified for um, or that you could blag your way into. So like maybe you're not, maybe you're 50% qualified and you can learn the rest on the job and you can confidently talk your way through the interview. So even if the prospect of of doing a job that you're not super passionate about isn't very enticing, you still have to do it. I think it's like quite toxic to sit around unemployed for a long time. Yeah. Because you tend to ruminate on things and you have no proof. You have nothing to hold on to. You start being like, well, actually, what I really want to do is I want to be a UX designer. And then you start doing UX design and you're like, I hate this. And totally. it's like, well, that's good though, because then you know that you like instead of spending months and months thinking about how you want to be a UX designer, you're actually doing something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also you've got to, if you do do this sort of like temporary job thing, just tell yourself it's not forever. Learn a lot, both about the job and the industry and about yourself. Um, and I think the the thing that you'll get here is like you'll really learn resilience because you'll be pushing through and you'll build confidence by developing your skills. So I think, honestly, I think something that we never talk about is like if you don't know what you want to do with your life, that can actually have a lot to do with like skill and confidence mm-hmm. and, well, perceived skill level and confidence, like a bit of imposter syndrome actually. Yeah. Um, so don't overlook these factors. Like make sure that you're doing something active every week to build your confidence. Yeah. Um, and then also if you have a dream like to start your own business or write an app or write a book or something, you need to figure out how much time this is going to take, what environmental circumstances you need to do this. So, for example, like do you need a quiet desk in a quiet room Do you need some whiteboards? Like what actual physical things do you need? Mm -hmm. And then most importantly, what kind of financial runway you need? Mm. Um, So that means sitting down and making a plan that it's so, and you make this like so realistic 
that it's actually scary. And you're like, oh my God, this writing this book is going to take me three years and it's going to cost me $50,000. And like, make sure that you're accounting for absolutely everything. Think about every possible scenario in which things could go wrong. And then just know that it's, there's no way it's going to take that long or cost that much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but isn't creating a plan that's sort of like, whoa, this is really um, kind of upsetting because it, f- it feels like it will <laughs> never happen. I feel like that is maybe going to do the opposite thing for me. Okay. All right. Good. You, do you know um, what I mean? No, that's good feedback. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> feedback I, for your feedback. Because I need to like, I think I st- I used to make plans that were like overly ambitious. Yeah. And then I'd be really disappointed when I blew my budget or I went over time or whatever. No, but that's a really great point. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't I like to overestimate how long mm. something's going to take and yeah. how much energy and budget and everything that's going to, but maybe not to the point of like so crazy where you're like, well, I'm never going to get this done. Yeah, that's true. You know okay. I mean? Let's but- backtrack. Let's backpedal a little bit. <laughs> I like it. This is why we do it on the show. Right. So that we can talk it out, baby. We're working it out. Yeah. Um, and but, oh, yeah, sorry. sorry. Go, no, 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 you go on, Britt, no, please. No. no. <laughs> She's like holding her fingers up. She's like, no. No, because I, I was going to do this whole like, um, I'd like a quick recap on the things, but you're about oh, to give one more. Well, there's just one more point. Exactly. So, and that is to talk to people. So ask mm-hmm. around, find out what other people do, interview them, like what they really like about their job, what they yeah. don't. There's no perfect job for everyone, but you have to be like very proactive and curious and like really delve so into other people's lives. Yeah, that's so true. One thing I would add to that is like just a little anecdote of um, an old friend of you and me, <laughs> you and I. Us. Some, a f- old friend of ours. Yes. That would be the right, right way go. to say that. Um, uh, recently went freelance and we hadn't talked to her in a long time. And she reached out, uh, you know, via LinkedIn, which was adorable because we hung out, <laughs> you know. But anyways, whatever, it was still adorable. And she was like, hey, you know, like I'm going freelance and I was just wondering blah, blah, blah. And literally both you and I were like, yeah, we totally have work for you. And we were yeah. talking. Blah, blah, blah. So yeah. talking to people, putting yourself out there. I know it can be a little bit like exposing yeah. sometimes, but even saying like, I mean, that's how I got my last job. I was talking to a friend and I was like, God, I really, I yeah. really need a new job. I need a new path, blah, blah, blah. And she introduced me to uh, AJ and Smart. Exactly. So it's like, I'm yeah. telling you, that is like one of the best pieces of advice I think you could get. Great. So glad we ticked that off the bloody list. Right? Um, and and then what not to do? Don't do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> don't sit on it. Don't ruminate. Make some like little steps. Write things down and fucking. Big time. Do it, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I also have a, ran- the, on another note, I have a totally random playlist that I've been finding really productive and I'm going to put it in the show notes. I like that. It's like, do, 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 do. And it's like, <laughs> no lyrics because lyrics really distract me when they I'm writing. me too. I'm yeah. like, what's another word for synergy? And it's like, I will always love you. And I'm and like, you're like, love? Shut up. Yeah. Love, glove, dove. Um, love yeah. that. That was an excellent topic and I think an excellent work session. Hi too. Hi too. I was about to go cheers and then <laughs> I know you were. turned me down. And I'm like, don't. I I'm forgot. Scared. Culture. 
culture, aka the Netflix section. This is our Netflix section <laughs> this week. We're talking all Netflix. We often talk about Netflix, which is totally fine. That's, I think that's totally fine. I know it's like very accessible to everyone. Exactly. I think a lot of people talk about Netflix. Seven ninety five a month, right? Actually, mine went Sponsored up. Sponsored by Netflix. I'm pretty sure it went up. So just check your oh shit. Check your invoices. Check your privilege. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, you don't noticed. know how much it is. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> oh my God. I don't even, I tell you what I don't want to know the price of, the cumulative subscriptions oh, totally. I have. Nightmare. It's like a million dollars. Yeah. I'm putting yeah. it all on tax, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Okay. So. I've got a hot topic, guys. I mean, basically we're just going to spend this whole section talking about one Netflix show mm-hmm. that uh, I can, I would just like to say that this came on my recommendation. Yes. Okay. Yes, it did. And the thing is, maybe you know this about Penny. You know, maybe you're a longtime <laughs> listener and you realize Penny is kind of like she's a difficult <laughs> nut to crack when it comes to like suggesting content. You know, difficult nut. Yeah, she's yeah. A, she's a hard nut. <laughs> and so I recommended this, and I I literally was like, I've been recommending it since I watched it, and I said just watch this friggin' thing. Just do it. And it's incredible. And it didn't really give you much context other than you knew it was going to be funny. It was a comedy thing. Yeah. I, right? I thought you said it was a comedy special. Yeah. Comedy special. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So anyways, we both watched it and it is the Bo Burnham Netflix special called Inside. Inside. Inside is a metaphor and mm-hmm. it's also literal. So clever. It's so clever. <laughs> the cleverness starts with the title. Oh, okay. Strap yourself um, in. So I can can I give my sort of please because I think that actually our both of our perspectives work well in this direction because you are going a little bit <laughs> deeper than me, but I'd just like to give you okay. a little bit of an. I mean, whatever. Maybe that's not the case. Whatever. But the point <laughs> is, give a little background. So Bo Burnham is a musical comedian. Maybe he's just a comedian who uses music sometimes. But the, all the stuff that I've seen from him is all musical. Okay, so. Um, he's absolutely hilarious. He's young. He just turned 30. Mm-hmm. Um, he was discovered on uh, YouTube. Uh, he used to put out, like when he was 15, 16 years old, maybe even younger, he put out you know videos of himself with his keyboard and stuff, and he just got really popular yeah. and sprung from there. So this new special, though, was really special because <laughs> um, it was the first one that he did without an audience. So he'd always do big specials with t- you know huge crowds and stuff. And this one, he was like, well, we're in a pandemic. I'm stuck inside. So I think that I will, you know, work on a special, but it's going to be a little different than my usual stuff. Also, he stopped doing um, comedy shows because he got anxiety attacks. Yeah. He couldn't do it in front of a crowd anymore. I didn't actually know that, but it makes sense. I I went in a deep Googling hole. I bet you did. (laughs) That's when you know Penny likes something when she goes crazy on Google with it. That's why I feel even better about my recommendation. Brittany's really happy that I liked it. I'm just glowing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so he was basically, you know, like the rest of us, stuck inside um, and decided to basically uh, write, uh, edit, like write, direct, edit, produce the entire special. By himself. On his own. It's an actual one-man show. And I have to say, like, I was blown away. I was like, right? You and the only time that someone could do that maybe is a pandemic when you literally have no other options because the the depth, like the level, I mean, there's this one bit where he just moves his iPhone around. Oh my God. With his with the light on. And I'm like, 
God, that's smart. And it works so well and it's so like visually compelling. It's like it was, I mean, he just did such a great job. It's really insane. So the thing that I, the thing that I keep saying to people about this, and I talk to Kit, who produces our podcast, of course, mm-hmm. about this as well, because he's a big uh, comedy guy, um, is when I watched this within the first five minutes, I was just like, I was so like blown away at the level that he was able to create this. I mean, I was just completely blown away. And therefore, and I don't know, I mean, Penny, you know this feeling. And I think probably a lot of people out there listening who are, I mean, I don't know. I feel like this is like a creative person feeling, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is where you like, you see something that someone created and you are so mesmerized by it that you have this like like jealous oh. rage. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. I mean, like I not rage. I can totally see. I mean, that's how I feel about a really good book. Exactly. I'm like, Fuck. And then I Google the person and I need to know everything about their life to make yeah. sure that they have some kind of advantage that I don't. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, thank God she went to Cambridge and yeah. studied literature. Totally. I'm a university dropout. Um, this totally. was the thing that I felt like I was just, I, I was just so, I felt like I, I was in awe yeah. of what he was doing. And I, and the feeling was like, oh my gosh, I could never do something like this. You know, I think you might be able to though. I mean, it, it, that, that is like the amount of work that he put into that in terms of like the production value and mm. the editing and all the things he did. Like, I know what that takes and it's insane. That's true. That's true. That's 100% true. Yeah. I mean, one of the, um, I know this is so dorky. You guys, the, probably our listeners are like, Penny, for God's sake. But I <laughs> was us. listening to a happy hour episode about creativity the other day. <laughs> <laughs> and because best. I was just like, sometimes I just listen to it because it just peps me up a little bit. Is that so sad? It does pep. <laughs> it does do some pepping. I don't think it's I'm sad. Like, it's like it's hanging adorable. out with a friend, you yeah. know when I go for a walk around the block. But anyway, the friend being me, <laughs> jerks, and Brittany. Um, anyway, it's the trio. So the episode was about creativity and something that we said was about how limitations produce like real creativity. That's totally. where you get the real gold is when people do something very new with a form. <sighs> and so that's right. what he's done. Like yeah. he could have easily stand, stood in front of the camera and just talked, made jokes, sung a few songs. Edited something kind of quirky. Done meme kind of things to it, you know, like, but instead he was very much in the space, like, <sighs> and doing all this stuff with lighting. And and I was like, I mean, for someone who's part of the attention deficit disorder generation, like, I couldn't believe that I was just watching him sing a whole song. Right? I mean, I, yeah, I just couldn't, I, I was very spellbound. And I have to mm-hmm. say, like, all the reviews I've read have been like, this is absolutely like kind of a work of genius. I know. I said within five minutes, I looked over at Philip and I said, he's going to win so many awards for this. And Philip's like, you think? And I was like, uh, yeah. Mm. And then about halfway through, Philip looked at me. He's like, he's going to win so many awards yeah. for this. And I was like, yeah, I know. You're like, that's like, what I just yeah, said. I said. That's it my first. hot take, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, also, does it remind you of, um, do you remember years ago, there was Hannah Gadsby and she did a, a comedy special and everyone was talking about that. And she was trying to break the form a little bit. Yeah. And she did a little bit, but also I was like. I wasn't I wasn't mesmerized by that. I wasn't men- at mesmerized all. at all. It was just like this sort of, and it reminded me of what you always say about comedy, which is if you haven't processed something, then it's not funny. Yeah. If the comedian hasn't processed it internally and emotionally, then it's not funny. The audience can tell. Um, and it's actually just very uncomfortable and yeah. like. 
everyone was like, oh, but she made everyone so uncomfortable. And I'm like, I can make people uncomfortable. Totally, you know, like that's yeah. easy. Yeah. But what's really funny is where you, and, and what comedy is about is when you're saying something dark as fuck, but then you make it funny and right? people are just like, oh my God, I'm so ashamed of myself and this is weird and, totally. and funny. So, I mean, like I get why people liked her show, but I feel like For this sure. was really what she was going for in a way, like breaking the medium. Yeah, maybe. This was like, I mean, this is just full next level. Mm. Um, yeah. it's. I, I also kind of had this moment like um, where I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, how funny. Like so many comedians right now, or in the pandemic, I should say, were kind of like, you know, it was really tough for comedians because yeah. it's like, oh, we're like, we're stuck inside. We can't do anything. How could I possibly write jokes? How many jokes can you write about a pandemic? Blah, 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 right? And- I was watching his, like, you know, like, and listening to what he's saying and his, the points that he's making and the, and the topics that he's discussing. And it's oh, just like, so good. Wow, there's a ton to friggin' talk about right now. And 100%. you just, you yeah. just figured it out, you know, yeah. like you did the work and it was just so impressive. I yeah. mean, like, he, I think he tapped into something that I, I definitely felt this myself at the mm-hmm. beginning of the pandemic, which was that. My function in society mm. is useless. Mm. I'm just there to mm-hmm. like generate money and tax yeah. and spend money and tax. I just felt like a tool of capitalism. I was like, I'm not saving anyone's life. I'm not feeding anyone. Yeah. I'm not even helping to, I'm not even like, my, yeah, it just felt superfluous. And totally. he definitely tapped it. There was a, the song that he brings in twice, which is like, if your house is filled with smoke and it's on fire, let me tell you a joke. Yeah, and yeah, it's like, yeah, totally. It's so like on point and so self-aware, but like sometimes self-awareness can be very performative and like a little bit sort of, it's like, yeah, we get that you saw your flaws as well. Yeah, and, and now yeah. that you've called them out, congratulations. That doesn't take them away. Exactly. Actually. Um, yeah. I mean, I hate musical comedy because I actually, <laughs> I, I was like, I'll give this five minutes um, and if it doesn't grab me, then I'll just switch back to my rewatch of Emily in Paris because <laughs> I have such high standards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really built you up and then you just knocked yourself straight I down. I know, right? <laughs> um, but like, I, I, I always find that musical comedy is like a slow and tedious way to deliver a joke. I'm I like, kind of just agree. tell me the joke. I, kind of I don't want to hear a song about it. Honestly. Yeah. And it can be so hammy and like Broadway style. Yeah. So I was not I agree. looking forward to it. And honestly, though, I was talking with Kit about this as well. Like the the thing that was so cool about this special is it's like it it's funny like all of the time, but it's also so nice to listen to. The music is incredible. Yeah. yeah, it's like his and and the different thing, the different um, you know forms he brings in and the different styles, and all of a sudden you're like, is this an '80s track? Cool. Is yeah. this like yeah? And then all of a sudden you're like, am I sitting around a campfire? What's going on? You know, it's like you have all of these different. It's it just showcased his musical talent better than I've ever seen. He's so before. ridiculous. He's ridiculously He's, talented. Yeah. You always know when someone's really good at something because when you start googling, because I googled, is Bo Burham okay? <laughs> Oh, cute. Because I was like, he seems very depressed. Um, but then the Google thing that like, you know, when it autofills it. Yeah. Oh, I'm so dumb today. Um, it was like, is Bo Burnham single? <laughs> By the way, honestly. Yes, like, he is, ladies. Yeah, I mean, he is, uh, he also, on. I mean, I will just say this and I have, you know, I don't know this person, okay? But I actually think he might be a pretty decent person. Oh my God. 
Yes. He, he's done I a lot think of he cool would be things, for like, sure a decent person, but I think he would be a lot of... Oh, he'd takes be one difficult. to know one. He'd like, be difficult. <laughs> lots of drama. Sure. Lots of drama. Drama but up like, the wazoo. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> but I think that he has like, I know that he's involved in like a lot of different kinds of charities um, for like, yeah, like he's very involved. Yeah, he's just like, uh, I think quite philanthropic. Yeah. Which is, you know, at 30 is kind of cool that he's so active in his community. Yeah. And he once, he he had this, he was on this interview one, like ages ago. And I just really liked that he, he, he seemed, I mean, he's obviously highly self-aware, but he kind of was talking about the fact that he was discovered on YouTube and people were asking him like, so like, what would you recommend someone who wants to, you know, be discovered and they want blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, I would never recommend that someone try to be discovered on YouTube. He's yeah. like, I got so lucky. Like there's just no, like it, it was just crazy that oh, this so happened. refreshing. Yeah. It's kind of like exhausting when you see these YouTubers like, here are the five top tips to getting an audience on YouTube. And oh. it's like, first of all, you're wor- there's no tips. You're working your ass off. 100%. Second yeah. of all, like maybe people just like you. Third of all, like why are we getting people to pursue this as a career passion. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, I mean, like, yeah, he definitely, I mean, he, <laughs> I always have this thing, like if someone says the N word, that is neoliberalism. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> I'm always super happy because I'm like, I like, because that for me, like it aligns with my politics, which is like neoliberalism is basically, it's like trying to free capitalism from any constraints. So mm-hmm. it means that in in the US, neoliberalism is very rife and that means that there are very few government regulations. The government has very little oversight over corporations, mm-hmm. which means that companies like Amazon can exploit workers. Yeah. So it's a, in my opinion, it's a bad thing. And when he said that, I was like, yeah! <laughs> and I started actually tuning into like his points a little bit more. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, he's really hitting the nail on the head. So, yeah. He's actually talking um, about important things. Yeah. It's refreshing. I yeah, I'm really I'm also really happy to, I mean, after having read about how he had to quit comedy, I was like, it's nice for him to be back with such a bang. Totally. Good for him. Totally. Do you guys want to know what we're going to talk about next week in our culture section? Yeah, give them a little sneak peek. We'll get a sneak preview, baby. Next week on Happy Alcohol. <laughs> Whitney Barring is going to illegally download Cruella. I've already seen it. We're going to give you our rave review or our not rave review. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, you got to f- tune in next week to find out. No neoliberalism in that one. Exactly. <laughs> we promise. <laughs> Lifestyle. Gosh, I'm really, I feel like the lifestyle since the lockdowns ended has been like, lifestyle. And before that, we were like, lifestyle. (laughs) Right? It was just a normal thing. And now it's like, we're working real hard to have some lifestyle here, I'll tell you. Can I tell you guys something? Yes, please. I think Sunday afternoon might be the new Saturday night. Can I tell you why? Yes. Maybe I'm old. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that definitely has to do with it. It definitely does. <laughs> because, okay, here's, here's my hot take. Um, Saturday, so Friday night, you go out with, you, with your friends, you go to dinner, you get a little drunk. Nothing yeah. nothing crazy. No big deal. Just a nice dinner, catch up, drinks. Saturday, you run around. You do some errands. You buy some pot plants. Mm-hmm. You go to the markets. Mm-hmm. Go to a park, whatever. Yeah. Sunday, you get up early. You do some work of your reading book variety. <laughs> And then you go to the hottest new destination in Berlin, 
It's called Shmomo House and it's actually Britney's rooftop. <laughs> it's my house. You can't go there, but I can. What's funny is <laughs> I don't even know how we came up with Shmomo House. I came up with that because it's like Soho House. I know, but... Shmomo. Oh, so but it's just a little bit different. It's, a, remember it's we, a silly version of Soho House. Right, okay. We were playing on like Philip and Britney. We had like Phobo. We had Bopo po- yeah, and Pobo. But it doesn't roll off the tongue, Brit. It doesn't. Shmomo is much better. Shmomo House. Shmomo House. Because it's kind of like, it's like... The other Soho House. Exactly. The better one and potentially the more German one because it's got an SCH in it. That's exactly Maybe right. even a little Jewish, honestly. Good call. Um, yeah. But anyway, Britney's rooftop is dope. And you, what you can do is you get quite drunk <laughs> from about 2 yes, p.m. till 10 p.m. Yeah. But then you get home and it's 10 and you have like a couple of glasses of water and the next morning you're only lightly hungover. Yeah. And being hungover sometimes makes the day go faster, just putting it out there. That's interesting. At work, yeah, because you're like, I better get up and power through the day. And then because you're trying a bit harder. That's so interesting. I would definitely say the opposite, <laughs> but I was more hungover than you were. You were, yeah. I was, I was the least hungover. hungover person there. I was really proud of myself. Yeah. It's probably because I ate the most, which is pretty puff, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, pass another prawn. <laughs> That's right. That is right. Yeah. You got to eat if you're drinking. The thing is, I always forget when you start drinking in the afternoon and you don't, you know, take a break. Drink water. Yeah, exactly. I was like, water breaks, Brittany. How did you forget? But the thing is, it was the first like really nice, beautiful summer day. So, you know, you got to give yourself a little bit of a break. It's fine. Have a break. Have a shmomo house. Have a sh- have Sorry, a break guys. At guys, no one on this actually kit. You're invited. Yeah, that's right. Maybe if we have any other listeners in Berlin that are actually maybe. our friends. Yeah. Maybe you'll get an invite one day if you're lucky. <laughs> so next on our lifestyle section, before we bid you adieu, <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about the art slash. Challenge. Challenge (laughs) of getting dressed. Okay. Now, Benny, I'm excited to hear your take on this because I I actually had this funny conversation with uh, my boyfriend after the pandemic started like slowing down and I was like, oh my gosh, I can like wear an outfit again and like go to a restaurant blah, blah. And he was like, (laughs) he said this thing. He's like, girls always say that like they're wearing the outfits for themselves, but in the pandemic, it really (laughs) proved that you're not just wearing the outfits for yourselves. You know what I mean? Like that's so true. Because yeah, I was like, bang on. But okay, here's my challenge to that because I think- I think you're doing it to be seen. And I mean, because I think the thing is people think that women dress for men, but you just, I just dress to be generally like for, like my most favorite thing is when I'm walking down the street and like, I see a really cool girl Mm -hmm. and she looks me up and down. Totally. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. So I'm like, and also my boyfriend half the time, I think he probably is like, I guess another black item looks nice. And then I arrive no to see my girlfriends and they're like, oh, this top is a work of art. Yeah, you totally. Know? You look Guys fabulous. don't appreciate it. And they're like, you look pretty. Whatever, yeah, you know. And you're a, like, yeah. You look nice today. <laughs> I didn't even, yeah, no. Right? No, it's, it's 100% right. So, I mean, I just find it really funny, but I'm just so excited about getting dressed again um, because I think I, I, for part of the pandemic, I did have a philosophy of like, Brittany, 
go put real clothes on yeah. and like not necessarily like get dressed to the nines, but I was like, put on a nice little sweater and do your hair a little bit and you know, you'll feel better about That's things. the mentally healthy thing to do. <laughs> yeah. I leaned right into my schlub aesthetic. Like I had, I just ordered like dozens of different pairs of stretchy pants online and like didn't wear makeup for weeks at a time and yeah. Sometimes I'd like work till three and then have a shower and, you know, like yeah. I was a true disgrace. And now I'm like, it's so nice because obviously the weather has changed as well. And is, it's funny because yeah. if you don't live in Berlin and maybe if you don't live in London or a place that has less seasonal New York or something, yeah, yeah, like where there's because we have the difference between like snow and sun and all the shit that happens in between. Mm-hmm. So, like, we are very obsessed with the obsessed weather. Obsessed with the weather. And like yeah. the, the, the vibes that are happening outside right now. Like I walked around this morning and I was like, oh, people are even having brunch. I know. <laughs> I saw people having brunch the other day too. I was like, holy moly. I, when I first moved to Berlin, I was like, every time spring hit, I was like, where did all these people come from? Yeah, I know. And then, of course, what are you going to do? Sit outside in minus two degrees? No. No, you're not. You're not. And I will say that Berliners slash Germans in general are quite ballsy when it comes to sitting outside. Like, they sit outside in basically anything above like five degrees, yeah, I would say. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. They, they have a saying in Germany, there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothing. That's right. And I'm like, I so would disagree German. with that, you crazy peeps. Right? Um, I love that. But uh, I wanted to talk about clothing because mm-hmm. like, first of all, this transition has made me really excited about like putting on skirts and like really thinking about outfits and stuff. And then I did a video with Brit the other day and it was like the first, and because I don't have Instagram anymore, it was like the first time that I felt like people that don't know me would see me. Mm-hmm. Like they hear my voice, they maybe read my newsletter, but they don't ever see me. Yeah. And I felt really like suddenly highly self-conscious Um and I didn't want like, obviously you're recording a video, there's all these hot lights, so you don't want to look sweaty. You don't want to, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get super hot. I didn't want people to see too many of my tattoos, like that sort of thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, like getting dressed is, it's, uh, it is good to be confident in what you're wearing. Yeah. Um, and to, because I always thought like the, the thing that I think is like the unclassiest thing is when people are pulling at their clothes totally. and when they look uncomfortable. Yeah. So if they're like squeezed into something or they've got a strapless bra and they're constantly pulling it up or they're wearing super tight jeans and they're pulling at the crutch or whatever, yeah. that's for me when things get unstylish. But like, yeah, Adam, what am I trying to say? Something about job interviews. <laughs> Smooth transition. Well, I mean like, oh, that's right. So so the video thing was like, I felt like I was getting dressed for a job interview because I was like, I want to look polished. I want to look like, sorry. Professional. Professional. But (laughs) also not like you're trying too hard. How did you know that, Brit? (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy, right? It's like I'm a mind reader. It's like you're reading my notes in the podcast notes. It's strange. Um, But I think that's a really great point. I think that clothing is sometimes underestimated. I mean, the thing is in Berlin, it's quite a, uh, it's not very 
I, I would say we're shifting now because a lot of people are moving here and stuff. But for a very long time, it's like it was never cool to, to dress care oh, what you were yeah. wearing. You know what I mean? It was like the opposite. The less you cared, the cooler you were. And also, you could look like you cared, but you had to care in the exact right way. Yeah, like it was Which is tricky for me. I never knew how to I do that. I have always struggled with that. You know that sort of like artfully disheveled look. Oh. I'm like, I'm just gonna give this shirt a little quick iron. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? Like it just has to be. Um. But yeah, like the the Berlin aesthetic is very much like sportswear mixed with lingerie, yeah. mixed with tattoos, mixed with black denim. <laughs> totally. And like a bucket hat or something. Like yeah. it's very unpredictable exactly and, it. and shabby chic, but it's like very not transferable to the office. Yes. <laughs> so I think, I mean, like I had this realization years ago. I kind of like before I started working in offices, I was more of a hippie sort of person. Mm. Um, And I had like a lip ring and I had long hair and I had a lot of like torn up clothes and so on. And then after a while I started working in an office and I was like, I have to now buy some sort of more worky clothes. Yeah. And then after a while, like my work self melded with my personal self because I was like, I actually genuinely can't afford to keep two wardrobes and I don't have the room in my house. And also it just feels disingenuous to kind of take off this like pencil skirt and then change into a tie-dye wraparound skirt. It's a little too far. You know, like it's like I just want to be the same person all the time. Yeah. And I think it's an interesting like comment on work culture in a way. I feel like the world is getting, moving more into a more casual direction. Absolutely. Couldn't be happier about that actually. Thank goodness. You can still wear your little jacket. When you oh, want to, you know? Tootin you can. I love that I don't have to wear work clothes anymore. I know. Though. It is nice. Like sometimes I'm in my pajamas and then I'm like, oh, I have a call in five minutes and I just put on a nice sweater over top. 100%. And nobody knows. Nobody knows that's now. happening, but now they go because you don't. told them. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think any of our clients, no, nah, hope none of our clients listen Maybe to Maybe a couple, who knows? No, just <laughs> tough to tell. Well, <laughs> shout out to y'all. Uh-oh. <laughs> the section where we say bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth section of We're the podcast. We're so glad you stuck bye-bye. with us past the musical break to hear us say bye-bye. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week where we're going to be talking about Cruella. Yeah. So maybe you want to watch that this week and then you yes. can follow along. Oh, cute. That'd be Love fun. that. Yeah. Just go to piratebay.org. <laughs> Jokes. I did not just endorse illegal behavior. Get a VPN though. Get a VPN. Don't get a fine, get a VPN. Express VPN is the one I recommend. This is a sponsored episode, sponsored by Netflix, Express (laughs) Express VPN, and And Pirate Bay. Bo Burnham. And Bo Burnham. He knows us personally. Oh, yeah, right? I wish. Should we take them out with a song? With a song, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which one? Which which five, song? six, seven, eight. And remember, Tommy. I really didn't know where you were going with that, and I just realized last minute. But I feel like it would still work. It still worked. I started worked. laughing and I couldn't <laughs> sing anymore. Bye, everybody. Don't be a dick. Right? Like a Christina Aguilera, like, don't be a dick. (laughs)